welcome to the Awesome Life Podcast for women in transition looking for simple ways to live and love life with awesome energy, joy, prosperity, and freedom, all without drugs. And now here is your awesomeness host, Karen Stoltz. Hey, welcome back to Awesome Life Podcast. I'm here today with the amazing Joanne Williams. I am so thrilled to be here with her. She is a stress management expert. And as with all of my guests, I speak to them before we actually have our podcast recordings and get to know them a little bit, make sure that they are the right fit for the awesome life and creating that joy, that energy, that money, which all comes to the freedom of living an awesome life. And I thought Joanne is ideal, not only because she's a great person, a wonderful podcast guest, and a lot of fun, which I like, fun is number one, but also because she has wonderful tips and ideas and thought processes to help create less stress, less anxiety. As we were talking earlier, uh, I was running into some issues along the way trying to get this podcast up. <laughs> but um, we, we surmounted it. Everybody is calm. Everyone is enjoying and, and I'm I'm ready. Joanne. Oh, and also a big thing about Joanne, she used to live in Maine. She's married to a Mainer. I live in Maine. I'm not a Mainer. I'm a Flatlander. And I'm proud of it, but I've lived in Maine for, what, 45 years. So uh, 47 years now. Oh, golly, where did that go? Anyway, uh, it's a great place. And I knew I had to meet her when she said, formerly of Maine, now of Florida. I love it. Love it. So, Joanne, tell us, how did you get into stress management? Well, you know, my formative years were in Maine, but I actually uh, was born in Oklahoma. And at about 12 years old, I, we, they picked us all up, moved family of six to Maine, Portland, Maine. And that was a kind of big transition at 14. And, you know, I had all my friends there. I was established. We were going to state for a softball team and moved. And I'll tell you, it upset my life completely. And I had a Southern accent and all the kids would just say, will you just talk, Joanne? And all, oh, and here they in Maine, and Maine's, Mainers don't have any accent. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so it, accent anyway. <laughs> yeah, no. So there was a lot of um, loss, loss of confidence, loss of who I was, loss of what I knew, and building all new. And the rest of my family was going through it as well. So there wasn't a lot of support. And, you know, I ended up marrying um, my high school sweetheart, who was alcoholic, but had the most wonderful family you can ever imagine. We were on Long Island, Maine. So we were about 45 minutes outside of Portland. Beautiful island. Wonderful. Lived there for um, almost 20 years. 
Wow. And, uh, but I, I could not, I could not get into the, um, I'll call it alcoholic lifestyle that just didn't help me grow emotionally. And so I sought counseling. And so I ended up divorcing, but had two children and we moved off. And uh, then I did remarry my current husband, Gary, for been 30 years now. And, but through that counseling process, I knew that's what I wanted to do. And so I did, I went back and I got my master's degree when my kids were in their teenage years. Boston University, all the way. So two hours, I had to drive, you know, from Portland. And, um, and it just really changed my whole outlook, my whole way I look at life. I, it did teach me solutions. It did teach me what, what I wanted to focus on for the rest of my life. And I really worked in so many different ways, our parts in schools and in, in nursing homes and hospitals and all kinds. So all kinds of experience. And my private practice, really, for I, I had it the whole time. So I've been a, you know, licensed clinical social worker for going almost thirty years now. Mm-hmm. But I've ended up being um, for the last seven years. My specialty has been an emotional support animal certification, as the one of the biggest, easiest ways ever to um, to lower stress and anxiety is get an animal. <laughs> nice. Now, uh, do you find that there is one animal more um, suitable? Than another? You know, it's, it, it goes about, the, there's two laws that cover emotional support animals. And both of them are about looking at the person and how the animal helps the person with the daily functioning. You know, if it helps them more with sleep or concentration or being able to get out more, that's the animal. And then, you know, they also have to have a psychological diagnosis that we diagnose. But that's, you know, really my current uh, business that I do. But, you know, it's just in, in, the, my client, my current clients that I, I counsel, it, you know, they, most of them don't want to leave their homes. It, it's, a, it's a pretty stock traumatized uh, group that they have found animals, you know, are one of their, their go-tos. And I find it interesting with, with COVID-19 that the animal shelters are empty. So I think beyond even, you know, my understanding People know their animals help them. They, they absolutely do. And that is part of your anxiety simplified. Simply have, as you, if you're watching this on YouTube, which I hope you will, um, you can see her, her books behind her. And my pod, that's my podcast, Anxiety Simplified. And I am on YouTube too. Anxiety Simplified Podcast is the name of that channel. Okay. But yeah, so I do a podcast about those solutions and, and animals are one of them. And, and this is what uh, Awesome Life is all about, finding a solution, finding ways. So uh, having an animal is a huge responsibility and a huge mm-hmm. expense. Um, mm-hmm. And I apologize for shaking up and down here. I'm not using my usual computer and, uh, <laughs> and camera here. So it, it's kind of moving up and down. It has a, a loose uh, camera, but I apologize. But you'll forgive me because, hey, this is all supposed to be fun. You know, you can bobbleheads. Just imagine the bobbleheads. <laughs> We're all good. Um, the, the good news is that Joanne is... Uh, steady right on she knows what she's talking about so uh 
we were talking a little bit earlier about the situation that we're in right now. And, and Joanne had mentioned that she wanted to share, um, was it a quote? Mm -hmm. um, at the time of this recording, Ruth Bader Ginsburg has just passed and has sent a wash of loss around the country and uh, anxiety about our future and anxiety about um, a little bit of stress of what's going to happen. Uh, so please, please share with us, Joanne. You know, I, I found, you know, RBG, as they call, you know, uh, the icon, one of the women icon on the Supreme Court. Um, there was a documentary, there was a movie just made a couple of years ago. There's so much around her. And it's, it's just amazing to me how much people have taken to her. And, and I think it's her spirit, you know, her spirit of helping and loving and, and just being her authentic self in the world. And, and so people ask her in interviews, you know, how did you get this way? Her mother died of cancer uh, the day before she graduated high school. So she didn't have a mother around a long time, but one of the quotes that her mother gave her, I want to just kind of read here, but her mother told her about emotions and being a woman. And she said, don't give way to emotions that zap your energy like anger. Take a deep breath and speak calmly and deeply deliberate. And so she, she, she understood, you know, that, and that's really one of my messages and missions too, is that we need to understand how to use emotions to our advantage. And that's what I think she did because she was, she was known to just be a quiet speaker, but she had power and her intention with those, whatever she said, really pierced through. Mm. Mm. Indeed. Uh, people listened when she spoke. She didn't speak idly. It's all, it goes back to my mantra of say what you mean and mean what you say. So be careful how you say things, what you say, and be honest with yourself. Mm. And I love that. I love that. Don't give way to your emotions. Um, emotions are wonderful. But sometimes they can become very stressful, like anger. And what, let me ask you, I, I have been advised and I found in myself that often this is the case, but I, I'm not an expert like you are. I've not been in the, uh, counseling world for over 30 years but um when i think about anger i think about it being inside of us rather than outside angry at somebody but more of what that person might have triggered that we don't like inside of us um what do you think <laughs> That's funny you asked that one. Um, you know, I do 
do a uh, Saturday at 1 Eastern time live Facebook. And that's what I did it on the last Saturday <laughs> was on anger. Um, and I look at all emotions as having a message or a piece of information for us. Mm-hmm. And anger is a, to say, no, it's a boundary. You know, somebody has crossed a boundary and it's to say, uh-uh. And a lot of times it starts with just a little twinkle of hurt, you know, but that doesn't get heard or dealt with. So then it kind of moves up to, okay, I got to stand up for myself now because somebody has crossed that boundary. And I think what you're asking or what I hear, you know, more your question is a lot of times I think people turn it inward Mm. and don't say anything or because they don't know what to say without hurting somebody's feelings or getting rageful. You know, that's not anger. Rage is not anger. Abuse is not anger. Anger is to say, and, and the example when at work I, that I used in, on Saturday was like, if somebody just took the stapler off your desk at work, you know, you, yeah. Or especially the second time you go, uh-uh, no, Hey, or bring it back before I need to use it, please. That's a boundary. And that's really all anger really needs to be is saying what you, you know, uh-uh, that's not okay. Or please do it this way. And what I also kind of said is sometimes when people do not respect your boundaries, when people do not hear you, when you, maybe you're not speaking in a real tone or a real intention of, you know, please don't do that again. They disrespect you. Mm. And that's where, you know, that might rise again to another level of anger or into rage. But that person that's not being respectful or not listening, it, it is about them and their disrespectfulness, maybe to the world. And they're, you're just part of their, you know, I don't really care what you think kind of thing. And I say, get away from them, <laughs> lock your things away. Um, because there's some things we can do something about, and there's some things we can't. And getting angry, just like in, in RBG's mother told her, it's not helpful. It's not useful. It's not effective mm-hmm. to just throw things, because everybody could be listening to this, you know, in the office. And who do they look at? They look at the person who's being that really rageful. And you sound like, like, what, you know, what's wrong with that person? Instead of when you use your intention and, and, and put it out there, and that was the other thing I talked about on Saturday, use your intention with this. Please don't. A good old stop sign of a hand works really well with intent. Don't, please don't do that again. And a lot of times that is enough to go, oh, oh, I guess that person means it. And because sometimes, you know, would you mind? I'm not really, I, you know, uh, when, uh, please, you know, don't. They're like, eh, I can walk all over this person. So I think, you know, one of these things is stand up for yourself. And, yeah. But you've got to do it in a, in a voice that's heard. That makes good kind of sense. And, and I guess when I think about anger and being angry towards somebody, and, and looking inside, mm-hmm. that is, why are you being angry towards somebody that took that stapler off your desk? Mm-hmm. You're really angry at yourself because you didn't say stop. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. let's, let's reach those boundaries. Let's say, 
stop. We don't need the anger because it really does affect us physically. It creates dis-ease. And um, I believe it goes into depression as well because that same thing, when somebody is not acknowledging their role, you know, in this interaction and then start to point the finger at that person did it, they're the reason they took that. And, you know, right. Because then that starts to just just get higher and higher in yourself. Um, And, but the whole time they're not looking in and seeing that they have a part in it. And, you know, the thing that, um, that really kind of upsets me, Karen, is we don't get trained in this. I don't know where people learn about how to manage emotions or that, you know, truly half of our brain (laughs) is emotional. The other side is the logic. And so we have, we have to learn skills. And, you know, that's why I do call them coping skills. They have to be learned, but where do you learn them? Mm. And that's why I hope people do call for help of a counselor or to learn techniques because I don't, I don't think they're, I don't know where they're taught to tell you the truth. Yeah. And honestly, I feel like the, the techniques are available and it isn't just talk therapy. There are mm-hmm. some faster, easier, more effective ways. Yes. So you have simplified that anxiety um, and you share those ways on your podcast, but would you share with our listeners today some of the ways uh, we have the animals? Yeah. Well, actually, you know, and I think you also do EFT, emotional yeah. freedom technique. There are so many techniques that can be learned. And even that one can be learned online now. You know, a professional, of course, is going to help you a little bit faster, but there's so many more advanced ways. Um, to do it today than I think we even had a few years ago. And, and that's wonderful. And really that is what my whole podcast is about. Every, every, every single one is really about some of the techniques to do that. But you know, the first thing that I start with though is really the, the foundation or the understanding why we have emotions <laughs> What are they good for? How to use them? Because if people can use them as a tool or use them as an understanding of a way to get a point across in a calm, peaceful way, those are techniques themselves. And then besides that, you know, because I think you've got to start there. And I have developed and I do use, and it's actually what I'll offer for free to, to anybody that would like it. It's a guide on my website, anxietysimplified.net. But it's really, I call them secrets because, and they're not secrets in the sense that I think nobody knows it. It's that nobody uses them. (laughs) Nobody knows how to use them. And it's really to move you out of fear and move you into what you want more of in your life. But if you're not understanding kind of these basics, that's what I feel like people need to learn first. One of them that I feel like, again, is a secret or a misnomer is people don't seem to understand 
that to get someplace or a goal or direction, you have to know what that is. <laughs> you have to know what you want first. And what I hear pretty continual, I don't want a partner that smokes. I don't want to be overweight. What do you want? And so that seems like one of the first things, and that's what this first page of my, what I call it my ACT guide. Um, the three secrets to hold it up again. Three secrets. Mm -hmm. um, that, that move you out of fear. Oh, wonderful. Or feeling stuck into what you want. Fantastic. And so the first thing is you got to know what you want. You got to know the direction. If you want to go to Portland, Maine, do not go to Tampa, Florida. And that's what I hear. And then people go, I can't do it. I don't know how to. Well, sometimes you got to get a map <laughs> if you don't know, or put your GPS. Now we got GPS. Or, or your call G somebody that knows the directions. Or call somebody to help you. Ask. Ask. Exactly. That's a big one. So I, that's why I simplify these things in, in a way that, you know, if you don't have some foundations, it's really hard to even start the journey of where you want to go. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So uh, finding, knowing, knowing first where you want to go and helping and recognizing when anxiety grows or stress happens, that you have tools. You have EFT and, and Joanne can show you how to do the EFT most beneficially and EFT emotional freedom technique and um, service animals. And I know that you have many other tools that you share on your podcast, Anxiety Simplified, and um, I, uh, probably on your website as well. You can get that free gift. And uh, there's something else that you had mentioned that you were going to be sharing too today. Yeah, I, I really, really enjoy Enjoyed listening to your guests you're on your awesome live podcast. And it really made me think. And I, you know, I like that. <laughs> I like something that kind of gets my gears going here. And what it made me think about is what, what are the things that we've learned as women as we mature that we could actually pass on to women that are younger? And I know experience, you got experience experience life. And, and I'm not going to take anything away from experiencing. That's important. But I think if I, I wish somebody would have told me these things and I came up with 10 of them and I don't need to go through all of them because I want to give it as a gift. Oh, and, oh. and it's, it's called 10 things. I wish somebody would have told my younger self. Oh, wow. And one of them, I'd love to just share too, you know, mm. It, uh, anyways, and you can see the rest, but they're pretty straightforward and, you know, make sense. But one is, is find a cheerleader in your life. Find somebody who adores you, a spouse, a friend, a dog, <laughs> if that's what it is, if you don't have that person. But, you know, one of the reasons I feel like that was so important, I just felt like I had very little support growing up, this big move, and just kind of nobody there, and you're just kind of left going in the wind. And I feel like it stole a lot of my potential. Yeah. 
And I feel like when you have somebody that you know has your back, it just is that little bit of foundation where you know what you, you're going to be okay no matter what. And I found that in my second husband, Gary, I just, to have somebody adore you, I just feel like everyone should have that feeling in their life. And I put that as number one, which, you know, I thought that was kind of interesting of all the things I do, but um, that really came to me, actually in the middle of the night, I had to get up. I had to write this down because it's like, yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. I kept yes. going. But number two was about making emotions your secret power. And I think where women, you know, that is more of the side of the brain that we do have, uh, you know, more kind of amplified ways of being. And I don't think we use it a lot of times as, as our, um, our power. It really is. It's kind of been squashed and oh, you're weak or, you know, it's told some things that I believe are totally not true. And when you know how to use them instead of the, really them kind of using you, but I've used fear, you know, because anxiety or worry kind of is my, my focus because, you know, anxiety um, is, the, is the number one uh, mental health disorder. And we're looking at 33 to 50% of our population now. Uh, because of COVID and they're calling it a shadow pandemic. Yeah. So it's really one of the reasons why I started my podcast. I want free information. I just want to get stuff out there right now. So people can definitely put that up on the uh, uh, description and thank yeah. you so much. That is so generous and it's so important. Yeah. It really is whether they're ready for it today or they're ready for it in 10 years, it does yeah. make a difference. So thank you so much for that. And how can people get in touch with you? Sure. Um, my uh, website is probably the easiest way. It's anxietysimplified.net. There's a place right there. You can actually uh, download that free three secrets that we can guide you right there. And I love to talk with people and, and even just give them rec recommendations if that's all they're looking for or some way. I, I just want to encourage people to ask and reach out. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you so much, Joanne. Uh, we are coming to an end here, but I, I just want to, really appreciate all of the good that you are doing in the world. And this is what we need most is to find the ways to reduce that stress. So thank you so much for joining me today on Awesome Podcast, Awesome Life Podcast. And uh, thank you, Karen. It's so wonderful. We'll see you later. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.